Critical Hit Punch All Nazis takes place in the early days of World War II and combines high adventure with cosmic horror. All dates, locations, and historical events are thrown out the window in order to create a fun story, so don't put too much thought into historical inaccuracies. All accents are done poorly, but with love, and no disrespect is intended. Last time on Critical Hit. Coming out of the wall is a giant dog-like creature. He hit you for seven. Crap. Okay, I got like health left. Uh, hopefully just imply heavily that this was some sort of satanic ritual killing. The resistance has learned the magic. You exit the gondola manufacturing area and you are in the streets of Venice. Two of you are very, very injured. Oh, wow. yeah. I guess we try to head back towards the resistance HQ and try not to leave a trail of blood leading directly to it. Well, I think yeah. I can do something about the blood, but I don't know if I can specifically use one of my talents because nobody's really at a point where they're Injured, injured, but I think I have something. Rob is. Rob is. Rob has an injury. Okay. Yeah, Rob has an injury. He's got um, a bullet grazed his cheek, and he's got a wicked he's scar. Or he's he potentially has a cheek. wicked scar on his left cheek. Oh, that's Liz goes cool. holding a uh, handkerchief so, up to his cheek, or what's left of yeah. his cheek. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can look up. I can. Successfully stabilize an ally. Yep, why don't you read that? Medic, when you successfully stabilize an ally, you may spend two momentum in order to immediately treat one physical injury that an ally has okay. suffered. Okay. You can certainly use stabilize if you like, if you would like to try and um, uh, stabilize, is it say... Take, uh, remove the in, um, remove the injury or just stabilize. Im immediately treat. So I don't know if that means like we've treated it and it's gone. Okay, I would say right. that uh, that would um, add back one. You know, uh, add one back to your injury uh, pool, uh, Rob. So you go from two to three. Well, so if you would like to perform a stabilize action, you may. So wait. Oh no! Wait. From two to three. It coordination sounded like I was giving him an injury. Okay. No, no. Um, uh -huh. Coordination plus medicine D two. All right. Now, do we have two momentum to spend? Yes, uh, you do. We have okay, three. Good. We actually have three momentum. If you want to add a die and then just the rest coordination he's got a he's got a 16. a 16 he's got a 16 okay so so yeah i would say i've got a pretty good hang on i have to i mean to now that you've cursed yeah now, now cursed that we've it, had this uh, conversation yeah you know what that doesn't work that way for me i suppose we'll now see. that you've cursed that conversation <laughs> nope didn't work that way for me so if i burned three momentum 
You could roll four dice. I could roll four dice. You need you need to spend two momentum to do this at all. Right. And we only have three momentum. So ah. you can So two momentum. So I could use two the momentum, extra momentum to get an extra two momentum to do anything at all mm-hmm. to, to get this roll at all. And then right. one momentum to add a third die to your pool. That would use all the momentum in our bucket. Is that a good idea? Um, injuries are actually really difficult. Serious? Yeah. Like, yeah, basically, okay. injuries give Steven and, like, a permanent way to uh, increase the difficulty on us. Right. And also kill off the character, because if you, if Rob, if Rob's character suffers three injuries, he's dead. Dead. And most importantly, Rob is a ride. Okay. So, yes, <laughs> I will use, I will utilize the skill and I will use that existing momentum to make it three d20 okay and i will get three successes very good putting, three successes. putting that monument you right back one put one momentum back so you are able to stop the bleeding from you uh let's f- this is a first aid thing isn't it no yes. it's not a first aid thing it's a stable well it is and it isn't no it's a stabilized thing stabilized and first yeah. aid are different different actions yeah yes yeah. First aid is just stabilize is not a focus that he could have. No, stabilize is an action. Yeah. Okay. Would he? He rolled low enough that I'm assuming it rolled under whatever his focus would be. And I don't know if this focus would uh, give us an additional momentum because he would have gotten four successes instead uh, of I three successes. No, he did not. Let's see. He rolled. Is his he would get one. Addi- you get one additional momentum out of this. First oh, cool. aid and surgery, aren't they? Yeah. Yes. So you get an additional momentum out of that. So you have two momentum now. Oh, nice. Cool. And that's because the four rolled below the five, which is your medicine. Okay. Right. So when we're using a focus skill, if you roll. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got if it. you're doing cool. specifically what the focus is and you roll under. You get another. You get bonuses. Cool. Beautiful. Ha ha. So that means we have two momentum in our pool. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And Rob, you can put your stress back up to three. Yeah. But you're going to have, you're going to have a scar. Is that a, does that count as an injury or just. It is just a. um, Flavor text. There's a scar thing on there. Yeah. There's truth on scars. Yeah. Yes, so you have a scar. A wicked that, scar. Does that make it a truth? It does make it a truth for him, yes. When you, So he can be like sitting on the porch in 90 years and going, you know, kids, when I was in the war, I got this scar. Yeah, and then he can roll to impress oh his kids at a lower... Uh, right. And I'm sure you could probably use that as a truth some way. You know, like if you're in a bar somewhere and you're trying to... Um, and, you know, try to get some information from somebody, you could be like, hey, the truth in this scene is that chicks dig scars. And so that would create a truth and that could lower the difficulty of a persuasion role, for example. Or yeah. maybe they're looking for, you know, maybe they're on the lookout for somebody that um, they all they know is that there's a man with a scar on his face. And so that creates a negative truth, which is uh, Rob's got a scar on his face. Is he the man they're looking for? I don't know, but it certainly complicates things. Mm-hmm. Like when Wolverine wears an eye patch to distract people from the fact that his hair is Wolverine's hair and his face is right. Wolverine's face, and he talks yeah. like Wolverine, and he's five foot two like Wolverine. Yep. yep. Yeah. 
And he's like, no, no, I'm Patch. See, I'm wearing an eye patch. Right. No one can Does see. Does he still patch. say Bub while he's Patch? <laughs> Probably. Talking about yeah. Bub Bulls. Bub. <laughs> snick, snick Bub. All right. You have treated his injury. Uh, you're a few blocks away from the gondola uh, shop, the repair area. And there's certainly fire and smoke that you can see in the air. And you can hear fire trucks coming and you can see police moving in that direction. Mm-hmm. We should move. Oh, I'm, uh, you know what, uh, Rob, uh, before, before you, before we say you have a scar, please make a brawn plus resilience or will plus resilience test. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Brawn plus resilience. Um, D physical. two. Yeah. For a physical scar, this will determine you, you've gotten your, um, stress, uh, back. Said brawn plus resilience. Yes, brawn plus resilience. I would like to use one of those momentum we just got. <laughs> All right. Why? Why? One one success. Okay, so you will end up with a you will end up with a distinctive scarring on your face. Oh. Oh, that was just to determine if I had the scar or not. Yeah. yeah so um, the first thing is sometimes oh. injuries don't heal properly. If you have suffered an injury. Or whenever an injury is removed, which is what um, Matthew just did to you. Hello. Uh, you must make a brawn plus resilience check or will plus resilience, depending on whether the injury was physical or mental, with a difficulty of uh, whatever the GM sets. Failure on this test means that the injury has some lasting effect called a scar. Uh, and so you have a distinctive scarring. Um, uh, I misunderstood what that role was for and thought it was... I was not going to lose the injury. <laughs> oh no, no. You, uh, you, you get your, you get that back. Is, yeah. yeah. That, uh, yeah, you're back up to it would have bothered with the momentum at that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's, here's something to keep in mind about distinctive scarring. And this goes for Valentino as well. When the character is attempting a skill test to move amongst other people unnoticed, or when they attempt a skill test to persuade or manipulate another, uh, the scar may take effect, uh, may take the effect, the player gains a fortune point and the character's skill test increases its complication range by three as if their scars risk drawing unwanted attention. So you do oh. gain a fortune point, which is cool, but the complication range goes up by three. Did that put me at two or three fortune? Because uh, I don't have any for- I mean, losing it. I have you down as two fortune right now. Okay. But you're not, yeah. he's not getting, he's not giving you fortune right now. Not giving oh, you fortune I'm not right losing. now. No. Never mind. No. Yeah, he's saying that in that a situation again. where your face might yeah, be if, a face. It, yeah, if if Steven wants to basically throw a monkey wrench into what you're doing by using your scar, he'll give you a fortune. Right. Mm-hmm. And then throw you under the bus with a monkey wrench. Right. Excellent. Got it. Excellent. Okay, so you guys, uh, you're still bleeding profusely. Uh, Rob's, uh, or sorry, uh, Bug Eater's face is now sewn up. And stopped bleeding profusely, so there's no risk of bug eater passing out from blood loss. You're still bleeding, and you're just not actively bleeding forever. Yeah. Yeah. And um yeah, two two of you are in bad shape. One of you is perfectly fine, and the other of uh, Matthew's character, Doc, uh has just some slight injuries. Yeah. And some fatigue. You make your way down the narrow alley to the big burly guys um who are guarding the entrance to the resistance. And one of them is like, oh, my God, he just can't stand blood and starts uh, vomiting profusely. 
hey, you better get inside a quick before this guy passes out. And uh, you guys enter, you go up the stairs, and when you knock on the door and enter the main resistance area, everyone is really surprised, first of all, that you're all alive. <laughs> well, we're not Second all alive, thing, though. I mean, you're all alive, but... Uh, no, um, I mean, we lost Newman. Newman. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, is that the first thing you spout out? Oh, we're all alive except for Newman. Uh, one one person in the corner, you just see a tear start running down his face. Oh, he was my favorite. Um, but then everyone immediately starts taking action and grabbing Blisco and Valentino and dragging you to some makeshift cots in the corner where they start bandaging you up as quickly as they can. They have some, a few medical supplies. Uh, they're able to stop the bleeding but it's going to be a little bit of time before you are able to recover your full health. Fair enough. So what has, um, what has happened? Uh, we have lost Newman. This is Marshall saying this. Yes, we lost uh, Newman. What uh, happened? Well, we came into contact with that, uh, shadow dog. Ah, the demon uh, dog. Yes. Yes. It got, it got Newman before we could, uh, get in there and help him. Ah, this is so sad to hear. And he gives himself the sign of the cross. Newman will be missed. We now need a new Newman. Brave guy. Yeah. Yes, yes, of course. Had it is. not been for Newman, we might not have succeeded. Well, then uh, we shall sing songs about Newman and hopefully write him down into the history as one of the great resistance fighters like me, Marshall. Uh-huh. So. Right. The demon dog is dead? Yes. Yes. And then woman who's been bandaging up Blisco stands up. It's the same woman that you saw come in the other night when she uh, came in to tell everyone that the demon dog is magic. Um, gets its powers from magic. Uh, it is gone for now, but I fear that uh, that they will summon another demon dog in the next few days. We must, we must act quickly. Well, and that was something that I wanted to bring up is, do we know for sure that there isn't more than one demon dog? Uh, we understand that there's a demon dog on loan from the Germans. I mean, that explains that the handler of the dog was seemed to have a German accent. Mm, yes, yes. So our understanding is the demon dog can be summoned anywhere there's a handler. And uh, since there is no more demon dog for now and no uh, handler here now, we should be good for a few days until a replacement uh, handler is found and a new demon dog can be summoned from wherever they summon them from. I suspect. And he leans in close from hell. I would. Yep. That tracks. So we only have a few days uh, before we need to uh, blow up the factory and give you the chance to get into your uh, into the glass museum. The sooner okay. we act, though, the better. That uh, works for us. Although, um, yeah, just a little, just a little time to, so that uh, these two can heal up a little. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, of course, of course. Uh, plus, we need to have our explosives man work on some explosives so we can blow up the factory with a big kaboom. Huh. And he's, like, got his hands out, like, you know, holding a big package of kaboom. Right. So, um, we are men. How long will it take for them to be effective? According uh, to my careful prosthesis, 
Uh, no, wait. Do I have an idea word. of that? That word. I do not think it means what I, <laughs> what you think it means. Do I have an idea of that, Stephen? Is that something? That uh, they're going to need at least a day to fully heal and for everybody to heal. And that includes you. Yeah. Yeah, we will. We will. I think a day. We'll need a day at least. But I think a day mm. will take care of most of us. Marcos. And a man pops his head up behind a, behind a workbench, and he's got this crazy, bushy, wiry mustache that, you know, shoots straight out from the side of his face. And he's basically bald, but his hair is, the little hair that he does have sticks up everywhere. And he's got these big, thick safety goggles on his face. Yes, a boss. When will the big kaboom be ready? And he looks around and looks down at the table. Uh, about a day, boss. It's a good, good day to heal your men, a day to big to, to make the big kaboom, and we strike in twenty four hours. Everyone, set your watches now. And you hear everybody kind of look around, like, uh, okay, the one or two people that have watches set their watches. Everyone else is just uh, kind of touches their wrist, and then that's it. They have no watches. Certainly no wristwatches, but but certainly no watches. There's now 24 hours. Is there anything you would like to do in the next 24 hours? You guys can talk amongst yourselves and talk it, talk it out. I feel like there must be some resource somewhere in Venice that we can use to try and replenish a first aid kit which I now realize, you know, six months <laughs> into the game is something pretty awesome that we could probably, you know, benefit from given the way that it works. But we can, I don't know if we want to do this necessarily, but we can like basically call up um, the brigadier and tell him what we're planning to do. Um, usually we just wait a column until something has already blown up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we can tell him we killed a demon dog. That's yep. true. And that's a good reason to bring in Antoine. Uh, have we, uh, pretty much determined as a group in character that, uh, Nathaniel's going to be the one, um, doing the, and, uh, the spell that Eisenhower gave us? Um, I guess we hadn't. I am okay with that on account of him being the most magical because the mask won't kill him. <laughs> I don't know, like, if there's a role, I don't know what the role is, though. Yeah. So, potentially, so if we know what the role is then we can, you know, look at our stats and be like, well, well, it makes sense that it would be Blisco to do it because he just happens to have the right combination of stats. Mm -hmm. uh, if you will look under magic users in the book, uh, it would be a, um, you would be a dabbler and dabbler uses will for all the roles. And then whatever the book is requiring the, uh, the role to be yeah. used. Doc actually have a focus in occultism at all, or no, no, no. okay. 
And I got a pretty good will and a pretty good academia in case that's. Yeah, I think it would be academia for dabblers. Let me, let me look here specifically for dabblers. I just passed it. Yeah. Academia occultism is a common route in the study of their arcane observation or instincts covers much of the human perception beyond the traditional sense. So that could be something that is a skill depending on the type of magic that's being uh, used An invocation under a persuasion. Um, resilience uh, is discipline. If you have a focus in discipline and then survival mysticism covers similar ground to occultism, but deals with rites and rituals passed down throughout um, ancient times. So let's look here. Uh, probably this is going to be academia because a focus on linguistics mm-hmm. is important so that you can translate the ancient text. Well, if we're considering li- linguistics, I mean, I think in character wise, I'd be pretty much thinking Dutch. If you were trying to summon or communicate with spirits, then you would need um, persuasion. If you're dealing with. Uh, well, resilience could always be a thing that could happen because if a magic backfires, you're going to need some kind of protections from that. Yeah. So probably um, academia, specifically occultism, yeah. but anybody in any kind of a linguistics. Can I can I use linguistics to sort of like provide some sort of like circumstance bonus or help me out with the pronunciation mm- of the? Uh, yeah. yeah. Anybody anybody can always anybody can always help. So yeah. we um, can, yeah, we could do that. I mean, my will in academia, yeah, my will in academia is 11. So if yours is higher, Brian, we can have you be the point person on the spell and I can just correct you on which, which K's are pronounced like K's and which K's are pronounced like. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> what would your will in academia roll out to be, Brian? Would it be higher than 11? 14. Jumping fish hooks. Yeah. This kid's smart. I guess. Dutch is not Sorry. actually good at anything. He's just <laughs> kind of okay at everything. Dabblers use will to cast spells. So, Rodrigo, if you wanted to assist, you could always do an assist with will and academia. Uh, you'd okay. only roll one dice. Uh, that would be after um, Valentina rolls his. Okay. And then whatever the, the target is, right? If it's a D2 or D3 in this case. Uh, this might be a little more difficult since you guys have no magical abilities and never tried to perform magic before. Although you did carve those uh, sigils into the iron bars and they seem to be pretty effective. So probably you're looking at a D2 and then depending on any environmental circumstances, um, maybe a D3, but no higher than a D3 to cast this particular spell. Okay. Well, we've got some amount of fortune, so comes down yes. to it yes that seems yes. like the place to spend it correct okay so it sounds like brian is your magic guy all right so then i'll probably be spending my time going over that spell and trying to learn and memorize and figure out how to pronunciate and all that stuff okay and you all should have a copy of the spell mm-hmm. anything else that you want to try to do in the 24 hours are you going to Try to call the brigadier. Or are you going to for sure go and look for first aid supplies? I am for sure going to try. Uh, yeah, let me call the brigadier and it'll be mostly to be like, hey, uh, can you get uh, what's, our, Antoine? what's our 
Antoine Dupre. Yeah. 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 Can we get Antoine in here? I need to talk to him about this demon dog we, we came Yeah, up so with. the thing is when you contact the brigadier, the brigadier is not not around. He had to leave Paris suddenly. Okay. Um Antoine is more than willing to come to where you are at, but it's going to take him at least two days to get there. No, no, no. We're not trying to get him over here. Oh, okay. Mostly, I just wanted to update the brass on what we were doing and also update the secret brass on what we were doing. Okay, so um, Antoine understands your coded messages, and he is all a-okay with that. He is very interested in this demon dog. Can you uh, Can you remember how the demon dog appeared when it, you know when it first appeared in that in that fight uh he just uh materialized in, from like smoke right mm-hmm. kind of a mm-hmm. thing and he wasn't on the leash he just appeared close to his handler mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh was there anything else that you may have noticed about where it appeared did it just suddenly appear in the middle of an open area uh it appeared like next to a wall didn't it Yes, yes, it, it did. Kind like of here. came through the it wall, came, didn't it? Like came through the wall. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So Antoine is very interested in in all the information that you share with him. Uh, he gets very excited the minute that you mention that it came through a flat wall and was in you know in smoke and that it didn't you know it wasn't attached to the lease. He is very interested in that, mm-hmm. and he's going to look into that for you. Um. um <laughs> Uh, Dutch, um, what are you going to do after you get your hands on the on the orb? Uh, we have talked to, was it the Resistance that said that we were going to have a speedboat? Or yeah, one of the boat? Resistance members mentioned that there was always going to be a speedboat. Uh, it's um, Andretti's speedboat, uh, or his cousin's sister's brother's speedboat. Right. Is <laughs> going to be waiting waiting on this one particular canal that you so, guys will have access to at any time. Yeah. So we've secured a speedboat uh that could get us back to Venice and then it would just be a question of either uh taking it to the mainland or taking it to uh Venice Island uh, and then getting a flight back either back to yeah probably back to Paris so that we can get you the orb. That's our okay, plan right okay. now. All right, so you do want to come back here. That's that's probably a good idea because um, you have two artifacts then and we m- might want to consider securing them perhaps yeah. somewhere. Yeah, there's no reason for us to be carrying two artifacts. Okay, okay. Um, how's Valentino? Uh, he is fine. He had a... Oh, that's good. I would hate it if anything happened to him. If he got injured in some way, I would just be, I would feel awful. I felt so awful when he got the burns on his arm. How, how is that healing? Uh, it's coming along. Uh, let's, let's just say he's not worried about that today. Oh, good. Oh, I'm so, I'm so relieved. Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay. Anything, anything else, anything that you want us to do while we're here? I mean, uh, this is all the information we had on the dog, but we're probably going to be meeting up with some Italian fascists at some point, and also uh, possibly German agents. Um, mm. I'm guessing that well, this is that's where they're getting their guns. Oh, okay. Um, that's good to know. 
And then there's um, also the Italian luminaries that are kicking around. Yeah, do be careful about them. I think that they're not going to be as welcoming. I think I said that before, that yeah. they're probably not going to want to just let the orb go without a fight. Right. So to speak. That's not a hint. <laughs> I mean, come on. Okay, it's, then. It's, it's Chekhov's, like... <laughs> Chekhov's Secret Society. Yeah, Chekhov's Secret Society. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, we will hopefully see you win. Uh, well, we'll be flying out hopefully tomorrow night or early in the morning the next day. Okay, very good, very good. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. All right, Doc, if you would roll a um, insight plus medicine, mm-hmm. we'll just do a D1 here. Okay. That's a 14, it looks like. Yep. We're rolling to see if you could find a find places where you might be able to gather stuff for your um, first aid kit. So D1 is the difficulty. I'm still rolling two dice. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One success. Very good. Uh, you are able to find various uh, pharmacies in the area that will have supplies. What supplies are you going to put in your first aid kit? Uh, let's see what goes in a first aid kit. Uh, some sort of... Uh, Adhesive for uh, gluing things shut or like sealing things. Uh, yeah. Bandages, some gauze. Gauzes yeah. and bandages. Okay, so you've got gauze yep. and bandages. Yep, uh, probably uh, disinfectant if they have it. Um, some comb. Yeah, what year is it? It's 1939. Uh, it's probably... Oh, it's going to be a big old bottle of iodine. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. I'm going to get some of the cough syrup that has uh, codeine, heroin, and Dr. Pepper. Uh, whatever that mm, stuff Would you is. need cough syrup in a first aid kit? Well, the codeine and the heroin uh, are the big clues. It's like a... Like know, as an like analgesic? Pain, yeah, like painkillers. Uh, or Yeah, actually, that's probably a good idea. Is there some sort of over-the-counter painkiller or something that we can use in case yeah, they we have, do have... They have, bear, they have bear aspirin at this point in time. Ah, with a capital A, because it was still in there. Got it. Yeah, uh, let's see. Get some acetaminophen too, because aspirin thins your blood. <laughs> uh, some sort of sutures that I could use, like if we get another uh, injury. Okay, so you would you would have to go to like a sewing shop mm-hmm. to get needle and thread. Okay. Uh, so it's not. So this stuff is like when you're talking about like, like I need to sew somebody stuff. up. Yeah, this is over-the-counter stuff, and you're not going to be able to walk into a pharmacy and say, yes, I need some medical-grade, uh, you know, needle and thread, thread for stitching right. somebody up. They're not, they're not going to have that. So if you're wanting something like that, you would probably need to get a a, a fine, sure. not a, probably a fine, but a medium-course uh, wax thread and right. needle. Okay. Um, like iodine or mercurochrome probably um what would we use in the event of a broken bone if we needed to like if someone had a broken arm or a damaged thing in their hand could we use something well you have gauze and so the only thing you would need is probably some material from the area to create a splint like two Mm -hmm. pieces of wood or Or a sling if that's what you need yeah or yeah yeah. you could just use the gauze you could use the gauze for that uh, my, I probably still have scissors in my kit, uh, some sort of like, maybe, I don't know if they'd have the cool things with the T safety pins will probably work 
Do you know the things that I mean when you roll like a, a oh, dressing like around little, something? Oh, I, yeah, like just like something those to, to like those little check. clips. Yeah, those th- those would probably didn't exist in 1939, right? Uh, what are you trying to do with these, baby? Okay, uh, so you know, diapers. you know when you when you go, you go to the to the thing, right? And you wrap the dressing around. Oh no, you would just have tie the little... that off. No, no, okay. no, you would just tie that off. All right. I still probably have like a tweezers if I needed to do something. Uh, but I probably still like. You need a thermometer. I got a rectal thermometer. It's probably just um, like. You, you probably don't. Yeah, I don't know thermometer. what kind of first aid. I don't know what kind of first aid you need <laughs> where you need a rectal thermometer. But uh, if you were dead set kind. on having a rectal thermometer, then okay. You don't. Yep. You don't need like tools that can be reused. You don't need in a first aid kit, right? Mm. Yeah. So yeah. you probably have your own like forceps or speculum or whatever you want. <laughs> your own <laughs> probably kit. not a speculum, but okay. Well, yeah. right, so you have my bone saw. Have, so I got uh, some. No, sorry. you don't have a bone saw. All you right, put your feet into Listen, syrups. Some you pins, have a some pair of scissors. Listen, okay. here's what you have. Okay. You have some bandages, just over the counter bandages. You have some gauze. You have some iodine. You've got some cough syrup, aspirin, thread and needle that you got from a sewing shop, right. uh, a pair of scissors that you also got from that sewing shop. And then in your own personal uh, dailies kit, you have some, some tweezers. And that is enough for your first aid kit. It is a one use first aid kit. Okay. So like hydrocortisone. We got any hydrocortisone? Nope. nope. All right. So I, I got told you everything use. that I've told you everything that is in your first aid kit, and it is that a I one use first aid first kit. aid kit. And there's no chance that I might be able to find twice as much. Spam the, spam the first aid kit? No. Well, I mean, you know, to have a second one just in case. Nope. Not right now. Okay, so I filled the first aid kit. I now have a first aid kit, and at some point we can utilize that first aid kit. To generate momentum, yes. To gain three bonus momentum out of the blue, it's going to be beautiful. Everybody's going to love it. Yeah, I'm actually going to learn. Although you have to use the first aid kit, that can only happen after one of us gets injured. And which Which literally, which is why I was suggesting, yeah, which is what I was suggesting, just like cheesing it and just like. Bam, bam, bam. Like, yeah, like just bonking Blisco's head against the wall a couple times. <laughs> it's like hey. speedrunners. Yep. Actun <laughs> Cthulhu, any percent. Uh, Blisco, someone uh, eventually gives you a mirror, and you see that you've got this, that your face is kind of stitched up. What are, what are your thoughts on having having a scar that runs kind of right underneath your eye? Back towards your ear. It's about three inches, four inches long. Uh, when Blisco finally actually takes a good look at this scar, uh, there'll be a couple of uh, choice curses in Polish and a uh, praising of something along the lines of mom is not going to like this. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, tw- you know, some time has passed and Valentino, you are able to, uh, wake up after sleeping off a lot of this, uh, a lot of your injuries. Ah. Any, any reactions to, uh, events that you've heard over after the fight or anything? Oh, Antoine says hi, by the way. 
Oh, oh, good. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, how's how's things back at Section well, M? Sounds like the brigadier had to leave Paris in a hurry, so uh, something's going on somewhere. But uh, I, that's all I got out of it. Interesting. Well, uh, maybe something to worry about once we're done here. Uh, so I suppose we better get a good look at. Uh, what Eisenhower gave us to go over. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll uh, get to brushing up on that. Maybe if you can help me out with some of these oh, yeah. interesting words. Yeah, this is like, uh, I would place it as some sort of proto-Greek. Yeah, interesting. Well, it's definitely a language that you have never seen before, but yeah. maybe ancient Greek, ancient Roman, maybe a little bit of that in there. Uh, you can tell that this is a very, almost a guttural language. Uh, you know, so you can make out like this uh, one, one phrase that is an N with an apostrophe and a G H F T. It'd be like, Nkth. right. And like the, the, like the, the G H S are like, yeah, is that what we're going for. It's very much like you're trying to talk through your nasal cavity. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I and I will I will point out to uh, to Valentino while we're there, like, hey, you recognize this guy? And I'll point at Yog Sothoff. Uh, yeah, isn't that kind of what the? Yeah, that's what the uh, <laughs> that's what the Shoggoths say. So for you listeners, know. there is there are four lines of. Um, Stuff in a language that has probably never been spoken in a thousand years, or at least 500 years. Um, there are four lines of English words, and then four lines or two lines of ancient text, and then two more lines of uh, English text. Uh, this was provided to them by General Eisenhower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to, to see because you're going to have to... Uh, say this in its entirety without interruption and hope that you get the pronunciations correct. But it's definitely, um, how about uh, Rodrigo and um, Brian roll me a will plus resilience? We'll do a D1 on this to see if there's anything spooky about this spell that sets you guys off. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about is that we'll Mm. like, by going over it, we'll like accidentally cast it. (laughs) Uh, I'm just will, worried that if, if more than one of you, re- yeah, will plus resilience. I'm just uh, more worried that if uh, more than one of you recite the uh, the phrase, because this is all just go- gobbledygook. I'm afraid it'll yeah. actually trigger something. So, mm-hmm. I got three momentum three right now. So, like uh, one momentum. There is one. Oh, no. Uh, no, I'll just see how this goes. This is D1, right? Yeah, D1. Okay. Oh, hey. All right. Rodrigo and Brian both get two successes. And so that adds two more back into your pool. So your momentum count is now up to three. Uh, yeah. You don't feel like there's nothing about this that creeps you guys out. Do we notice anything happening like candles flickering or like. Mm, no. Uh-uh. No. Do you guys still have one or two of those staves? Uh, you know, the metal rods with you. Um, you do notice that there is like a spark of green that shoots off of one of them. Hmm. Well, but it's like a, you really have to be paying attention to that. Yep. At least we 
like I'll you know Dutch will turn to Valentino and say, "Well, we know it's live." It's good. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, here, uh, you're get. I think you're getting caught up here. If you break it up, if you go, if if instead of going through the apostrophe and then to the next word, just stop at the apostrophe, apostrophe, and then pronounce the next two syllables like they're just one thing. I think that's gonna that's gonna make it easier on the fly. And we'll see. Like, yeah, Dutch will like transcribe the spell and then make notes to be like, yeah, pronounced like this is like this is like I think this like this is like a like I don't know like it's not like go it's like good and it's not like yep. this is like a long e this is like a e <laughs> okay you think you got it there Valentino. I think I got enough to try. All right. The the sun is setting on uh, on the last day. 24 hours is almost up. Is there anything else? I will double check that the speedboat is like, I'll ask no, actually there. if it's, you know, ready to go. Hey, you don't trust the Andretti? Oh, after we share drinks and you don't trust me that the boat is going to be there. Oh, Andretti is so insulted. Are you, though? No, you're a good boy. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> anyone who anyone who buys a lot of drinks for Andretti is my friend for life. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we're uh, ex-military, so we're just checking all our boxes. I didn't mean anything by it. Yes, yes. Of course, it's, it's there waiting. I've uh, told Blisco where the uh, stuff is at. Okay, I'll also check on, like, how Blisco's doing. He's not like. He's certainly looking in that mirror awfully hard. Yeah. Hey, you all right there, Blisco? Mm, I think I will be. Okay. Well, you know, it looks good. Plus, uh, now if you're driving with the top down, it's probably more aerodynamic. Uh, fair. Uh, you know, an inch to the left, and uh, you would have lost the eye completely. You should consider yourself very fortunate that someone up there is looking out for you. Yeah. He is a very good man. Or as I like to say, he's a good GM. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Eureka! And the man pops up from behind his bench. The bigger kaboom is ready. <sighs> then we're gonna go tonight. We're going to blow up that factory and cause a distraction while you break into that museum and you get what you came for. All right. Is there anything that you need from us? Assuming that we've gotten all the, like, our ammo replenished and stuff? No. Although a ride there, I guess, would be good. Because we're probably going to go after the boats. Stop. Sure, 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 sure. So, uh, yeah, every uh, you have a Lee-infilled rifle. You have an M12 shotgun. You have... Uh, what, two grenades left? Or did everybody use their grenades? I have mine left. I did not I'll, use mine. I'm reasonably certain Matthew's the only one who threw a grenade. Yeah, I think I'm the only one who okay. grenaded. You all have your handguns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Blisco is going to take a foe seeker into the museum. <laughs> I, mm, okay. Uh, Blisco, please give me a will plus resilience check. D one. 
That tracks. Oh, please take one point of mental stress. So that, that should be my only stress at this point, though, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Everyone can refill their stress tracks uh, oh, or clear goodness. their stress tracks. Okay. Can I clear my fatigue? Um, You did a lot of running around. So uh, no, okay. you cannot. You did not lay down and rest like Blisco and Valentino did. So but Doc still has my, a fatigue. What does that do? It fatigue. lowers his total stress amount. Yeah, fatigue basically oh, takes oh, up right, the right. space. Yeah. Okay. So instead yeah. of having a total of ten stress, I only have nine. Gotcha. Yeah. I could I could be melted in battle. It'd be terrible. I mean, you could. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, something about this, um, Blisco. You just something doesn't feel right in your head. You can't you can't uh, put a finger on it, but you have wandering thoughts. Mm-hmm. All right. And everybody steps out from cubbies and their desks and their bunkers or wherever they're at. Everybody is all dressed in black. The sun has gone down. Marshall Nesbitt comes up and he goes, we are ready. Come, come, come. And uh, the music swells up and you all sneak downstairs. I don't know why you need to sneak. You're in your resistance headquarters. You know, the two guys are standing outside the door. You wander around. You make your way through the little uh, alley down to the canal. Everyone gets into some very dark boats and you motor across to a Murano from uh, Venice Island. It's dark now. Uh, it is cold. It is very cold. There is a mist drifting up from the, from the bay, uh, from the lagoon. Uh, so this creates an even eerier atmosphere as you motorboat across to uh, Murano Island they go ahead and take you a little ways up the canal and drop you near about a block or two away from the uh, glass museum. And then the two boats turn around and speed off down the canal back out into the lagoon and off towards where the, uh, the, the boat is docked and unloading its wares into the warehouse. Hence the name warehouse. Warehouse. What does a speedboat look like in 19, 19- like a speedboat. Like yeah. Like, like what's their, their design hasn't changed a whole heck of a lot for, cause I'm like picturing, yeah. you know, the Miami vice speedboats that are like, Oh, it's not a, it's not a cigarette boat, but fiberglass. Think of that as smaller. Like a, no, 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 no fiberglass at this time. It would be all wood. Yeah. Um, so at like, this time. Oh, like the Indiana nice Jones wood. ones. Yeah. From the, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm with you now. Yes. Cause I'm like speedboats in my head are just anachronistic enough to confuse me. Yes. Now I'm with you. Um, I'm with you. All of these. Yeah. Only one motor, only one motor engines. And it's not, you know, it's not like if anybody really wanted to stop and stare at the boats, they would probably go, why are those people all dressed in black? Um, but motorboats, even in the canal areas, it's not like they're speeding through and, and causing a lot of wake or waves. They're not calling attention to themselves. So most people are not going to pay any attention to a motorboat. You guys have been riding motorboats back and forth between Murano and Venice Island and the mainland since you arrived. And so this is a very common occurrence. Uh, you guys are dropped off on a area that is no, you know, there's no population. In fact, you can see the boat that Andretti said was waiting for you just docked about three, three places ahead. And you're about a block from the museum. Nice. Let's get close to the museum. And then mm-hmm. when we, 
hear the commotion, we'll go for it. Sure. The museum is closed. It's dark. Uh, the festival is still, it's starting to wind down. People have kind of wandered away from the festival for the night. Uh, everyone is closing up shop and, and going, uh, going on their way. Some people are going back to the mainland. Some people are going back to Venice Island. Some people are wandering into, uh, the housing areas in Murano. Some of them, uh, you see at least one sign in a shop window that says no Canadians. And, um, you know, you are in the main uh, lawn space area of, of the museum and it's definitely closed. You see the lights going off. There's still a help wanted sign in the, uh, in the window, but it, it looks relatively deserted. We will, we're going to break in first. We'll wait for commotion. Uh, from the warehouse, and then we'll break in. Okay. Are you close to the building? Far away from the building? What What's the... Um... The... I guess we'll be just outside of the square. Like, of the okay. lawn. Sure, 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 sure. All right. Like, just up you're kind of any, waiting... Like, trees or buildings yeah, there's trees. or whatever. Yeah, you're yeah. kind of uh, all in the, sh- the shadows of the trees. People passing by probably wouldn't notice you unless they were really paying attention. There are some street lights on. Uh, but most of the shops, the bar or two is open, but most of the shops are closed at this point. Uh, the Ferris wheel has finally turned off its lights. The Calliope music has wound down. And booths are closed. There's no more alcohol sales. Everyone's just kind of wandered away. And then suddenly you hear about a half a mile away, a massive explosion and you see a giant fireball just rise up into the air over the city of Murano. I think that's our big kaboom. Critical Hit Punch Hall Nazis is a production of Major Spoilers Entertainment and was produced and edited by me, Stephen Schleicher. If you'd like to get a behind-the-scenes making of this episode, be sure to check out the GM Roundtable Octum Cthulhu Edition at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash major spoilers. Each week I discuss my plans for the upcoming game session, and Dr. Brad Will is there to share his reactions and advice on how to be a better game master. I will warn you, though, there are spoilers galore in every installment of the GM Roundtable Octum Cthulhu Edition. So... If you don't like spoilers and don't want to know what I am planning next, don't listen to these episodes. Though, I will say, if you do listen, you'll be able to see how and where the players throw a wrench into my plans, and you're also going to have greater insight into the world that's being built into this campaign. This week, we didn't have any named NPCs, so no shoutouts to our associate producers this week. But next week, we'll feature a lot of surprises, and more than a few of our wonderful patrons will become NPCs in this game. You want your name to appear as one of these NPCs in future episodes? All you need to do is become an associate producer at patreon.com slash major spoilers. Finally, we want you to record yourself doing your best on critical hit and send it to us at podcast at majorspoilers.com and your voice will join the growing chorus of fans in upcoming episodes as well. Thank you again for listening this week and here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits.
This podcast is copyright 2023 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.